we've been together, and you would think we would run out of things for this preacher to say. Uh, it's not like my Baptists and Presbyterian friends who don't follow the Christian calendar. They preach Christmas once a year, right? The Sunday before Christmas. We've got four to five weeks. We're walking through this together, but there is so much here. And what I want us to do this morning is to look at Joseph a few years later, but the lessons he's learning, uh, the God he's holding on to, his faithfulness is looking back to how God had worked, how God had, had worked out his will. So we're going to do that looking a little ahead, but knowing that these are life lessons that Joseph learned back at Christmas. So looking first, what do we see in Joseph's life from the beginning of Christmas all the way to this point in his life? We see he, he's faithful to wait. And for many of us, that's, that can be a real struggle. He was faithful to wait upon the Lord in what was, had to have been a really hard season in his life when he gets the news, as great as it is, about Mary and the gift and the Christ child that's in her. But I'm wondering if he couldn't wait to get out of that town. What is the synagogue gossiping about? How much business had he lost because there were questions about Mary's pregnancy and about Mary herself. And so he gets to go to Bethlehem for the birth of the child and he's there and then God says, I need you to go to Egypt in a dream and, and he goes and how, how many times did Joseph count the days in Egypt? We can't get our head around that. Wildly pagan. An enemy routinely of the people of God. And I'm here when, O oh Lord, how long, O oh Lord, until I am out of this place? How long, O oh Lord, until I, and you fill in the blank for yourself, until this season is over. The season of struggle, the season of health issues, the season of, of waiting. Maybe it's a job. Maybe it's family concerns. Maybe it's this sermon. Whatever it is you're praying about, when will this be over? The only place you and I want to be is in the center of the Father's will. And so he waits in Egypt. Do you, do you get ahead of the will of God? Are you tempted to not wait and to get ahead of God's timing and his season uh, for your life? You look here in verse 19. Joseph is there in Egypt and he waits until the Lord comes and the Lord says move. And all these dreams, the multiple dreams he gets, he's faithful to wait to move until the Lord speaks. How is it you and I need to wait well. And to, and to wait in this season, to not race to Christmas, but to let the Lord do his work in and through this season of preparation and waiting. He waits. He not only waits, verse 21, he obeys. Uh, the angel, just as he had earlier in Matthew uh, uh, 1, has come and said a word, and eventually it's God himself who comes and gives a dream. Uh, there's something here about how Joseph routinely listens to the work of God in his life, the speaking of his God in his life, and always steps out into obedience, whether that means yes to something he can't again fathom, God with us, yes to Egypt, and yes here as well to go. Uh, to Galilee. Let's be honest with ourselves. 
in our current culture, dads are not smart. They're just not. You know, every show I grew up watching, dads were not smart. Whether it's old school or it's modern family or the Simpsons or everybody loves Raymond, right? We're always picking on fathers. Sarah's grandfather felt the call of the Lord to go to a very rural area. Now, this is a guy who was a trailblazer for missions. When they split up Brazil, Corey, when they split up Brazil, Baptists should go here, Methodists, so big, Methodists should go here, Presbyterians should go there. He went, he was just a trailblazer risking for the Lord. But at some point, he, was, he felt called to go to a very rural area. And he was visited at some time, and this is Sarah's uncle who told me this, uh, but he's basically uh, far away in this rural area, and the doctor had come to see them and basically said, shame on you. Shame on you for bringing your family to this place, a place where there was no phone, a place where a real doctor is a day's travel away. Uh, shame on you uh, for, for doing this. God told me to come here. The only place we want to be is in the center of God's will. God told me to go. And you see that in Joseph's life. When you and I will be faithful to listen, as wild as it may sound, God with us, Egypt, back to Israel, when Archelaus is there, we'll get into that in a minute. You only want to be in the center of God's will, and there's no telling what the Lord can do if you and I will step out in obedience. By the way, while they were there, they celebrated Christmas with a Christmas bush. That's what they had. It's kind of like Emmett Otter's Jugman Christmas. They had the branch. You bring the Christmas branch in here. They had the Christmas bush. They didn't have trees that you could do that with. So they decided, please, Dad, let us do a Christmas bush, and they did. People had never seen that before. And so people came to their home and began to ask questions, and they were able to share the gospel story. When you and I will radically obey God, this culture has not seen that before. <laughs> they have. But what a gift to our culture when you and I will do that. When, when, when dads will stand in the gap, and, and, and as you're going to see here, and press through, we're going to get to it in a minute, and, 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 and bless their wife and, and their child. He is obedient and faithful uh, to do whatever the Lord calls him uh, to do. And this, this last thing in verse 22, this is a good word about Joseph because I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to do whatever he calls me to do. And this great hero of the faith, this one, Sarah and I went to a Christmas concert this week. One of y'all blessed us with tickets to a Christmas concert. Got to sit like close to the front. And some of y'all were there and were texting us, how'd you get those seats? We pay you too much. Or they were free from one of y'all. Uh, but they showed a movie trailer at this uh, event of a, of a movie that's coming out. And again, this is just fiction. But I love what Mary says to Joseph in that, in that movie that's coming out. I'm not the only one that's chosen. God's called you to this. And Joseph's a hero of the faith. And uh, I love this, this vulnerable moment 
Archelaus is there. Now, you've got to remember who Archelaus is. Herod's gone on. He's split up his kingdom between the three sons. He's okay for a quick season, but then quickly soon after to establish power, kills 3,000 people who are prominent citizens. It gets so bad at one point with Archelaus. Finally, Rome, let me say this again, Rome says, yeah, that's too much for us. He's got to go. If you're too much for Rome, there's no telling all that he did. And that's where Joseph, I'm calling you out of Egypt into Israel. And he's making his way to Israel. He's ready to go to Israel. And he hears Archelaus is there. And what happens? Fear. Come on, guys. We're not going to admit that to each other, that we struggle with fear. Church family, will we admit to each other that there are anxieties in our life and burdens that come? I love this vulnerability with a hero of the faith, someone chosen to be the stepfather to to God himself, Christ, the incarnation of God, and he still, years later, struggles with it. Just because we're his does not mean that temptation does not come. Just because we're his, it doesn't mean that fear doesn't come. Just because we're his doesn't mean that we have doubts. Or struggles. But he presses through his fear. And I love it too. It's not only I want to go, but I'm fearful. But he's stepping in faith. But I love this reminder again of the goodness of God. God comes to him yet again. God himself. And says, go to Galilee. And it's God's provision over and over again in Joseph's life. It's a picture of who we are to be through Joseph's life. People who wait well. We don't want to get ahead of God. People who are going to listen for the voice of God and be quick to obey. There's no telling what can happen in, in, in our influence and in ministry when we do that. But to be real with each other. Yes, we have concerns. We have fears. We have doubts. We're going to press through them. And then in, in this story, as well in this, in this meal, we're reminded that God will show up. That's the great, one of the great truths of Christmas. God is near. He knew what Joseph was wrestling with and says, Joseph, go to Galilee. In this meal, we celebrate God is near. In this meal, we celebrate the provision of God. In this meal, we celebrate the will and plan of God that Jesus would be born, that he might give himself for us. How is it you and I will wait upon the Lord, obey the Lord, press through our fears, and allow him to be with us? I pray he'll do that as we share together in this holy meal. Christ invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins, and seek to live in peace with one another. We remember that on the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to God, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to God, gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's pray together. Almighty God, pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and cup. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world 
until Christ comes and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen.